Potter Who Cast. Double bubble podcast and trouble. Oh no, you you can't start like that. Not, yes, not the sh- not the Shakespeare episode, David. Come on. All the world's a podcast, and I'm there here. we go. And I'm here to say welcome to Potter Who Cast, uh, where we go through every episode of Doctor Who, Torchwood, Sarah Jane, uh, K9 class, um, everything else. Uh, all the world is a stage, and I'm David, and I'm. You know what they say? Um, something, something. So we are born, born onto the stage of fools. Something, something. King Lear. Uh, I got two canes. Speaking of King Lear, with me today, uh, if they want to introduce themselves. I am happy to be here as well, and my name is Michelle. That was a rhyme. Shakespeare. Sammy? Hello, I'm here as well. Sorry, I was waiting for some kind of intro from David. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't know uh, if it was weird to just jump in. I I, I am Crow Pentameter. I am a big temeter. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about the Shakespeare Code, uh, which was broadcast the 7th of April 2007, uh, written by Gareth Roberts. Ooh. Oh, we'll get to mm. him in a second. And directed by Charles Palmer, who directed uh, Smith and Jones last week. Um, I think we talked about last week. It's yeah. been ages. He does a better job here than he did. <laughs> Watching well, no, there's some there's some stuff in this where I'm like, I don't know what you're going for. Yeah, but um, written. Well, actually, John, will we just will we get Gareth Roberts out of the way, or will we do? Get, get him out of the way. Him. Get him. Get him out okay. of the way. Take. Get him out of the way. And yeah. get him out of here. Get him out of yeah. here. Yeah. So obviously the whole thing is that Gareth Roberts is a piece of shit. Um. He. The whole background to this episode is really strange in that like, they had to commission a lot of episodes and he had been working on Sarah Jane Adventures and the Tardisodes, and they were like, look, trying to do an episode about Shakespeare. He was like, fine, whatever, I'll do an episode about Shakespeare. Um, that was the same batch of episodes where they got the Stephen Fry episode, which didn't happen in the end. One day you um, should be, you will be mine, Stephen uh, Fry episode that didn't happen. Yeah, well, it's a shame that that didn't happen. It's a shame that that, that this did happen, really. Um, no, I wouldn't say it's a shame. Well, no, well it's a shame this happened with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, the title is a reference to the Da Vinci Code as well, which I oh, don't really shit. understand. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> is. But get out of here. No, I refuse to. Was, oh, come on. Did you just, this, Michelle? Get that. I swear to God, as you were saying it, it was like, it just kind of opened in my brain. I was like, right, of course, it is around that time. I hate it so much. This is a like supremely 2007 episode. Um, like we're very, there's a very big specter hanging over this that we'll get into, I'm sure. But yeah, there's there's a lot of very like 07 lines. Um, I mean, should we talk about? I mean, here's my question Do you think at some point in the Doctor Who office, there was an email being like, could we somehow cut the JK Rowling line from the next episode? Yeah. Like, you, can, you can keep like the problem is not that he says Expelliarmus, is that he says good old JK. And I think Russell T. Davis to this day, like he wakes up in the middle of the night, like, why did I let that through? Like why? 
Well, there's, that, there's also that kind of vaguely, not even vaguely, there's also that kind of transphobic line as well, where uh, Marsha's like, men were in dresses, and then Doctor's like, oh yeah, London never changes. <laughs> okay, so the thing <laughs> is, before I knew that it was Gareth Roberts behind it, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, that it was yeah, like a yeah. drag thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like it, it's on the it's skirting plausible deniability <laughs> um well, i mean so. wasn't it gareth who uh also there was that torchwood episode no oh. that was toby whithouse who did the okay the, the jack the jack's <laughs> transformable <laughs> sammy that one it was like for no reason it's kind of like oh sorry about that there's uh uh oh uh, there's a bunch of emails i get so <laughs> That's oh, cool! I just out. I just found out that um, oh, whew. thank God! All right, so uh, sorry about that. Just got told that an employee in my office that's positive for co- positive for COVID. Oh, <laughs> David's gonna cut this, but fun, fun. Was, was, was it Mother Blood Tide or Mother Doom Finger? Because I know you work with witches. Yes, um, I do work you, with witches. Yeah. The thing that's fucked up is that literally yesterday, so yesterday, so a different employee, that was their last day, so they had like, they had like a bunch of wine and salami and prosciutto and that shit. Uh, and literally, as I, I was like, I'm going to get some. As I walked into that floor, I just saw like the most people I have seen since the pandemic started, and I literally went... If I stay here, I will catch COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it well, kind of goes to show, you know. But anyway, back to. So, yeah. So, so, Sammy, like the thing. All right. Here's a cut for you, David. Yeah. Sammy, you don't understand. Like, and on tor- that Torchwood episode, he's just talking. And for no reason, he drops a transphobic comment. Literally, like, no reason. It's kind of like when, on one of those old cartoons where the plot is like, oh, we're in the magical world of math. And here's a black stereotype for no reason other than, I guess we, I guess it's the 30s. I guess we got to put this here, you know? Like, yeah. it's that level of um, insanity. Yeah. <sighs> It's um, um it, it's very shoehorned in. It it didn't feel like a line that needed to exist at all. Um, I, I'd argue a lot of the lines in this are lines that don't. Oh, fit big time. Okay, right, uh, right. I know we try to keep the um, I guess the negativity down, but like, this is a very Chibnall script. Did anybody else feel that? Like the way Why characters you say talk that? to each other. Okay, okay, so like you've got stuff like right at the start of the episode, uh, Martha and the Doctor talking to each other, and that that, that guy like throws actual the shit actual out the window, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, um, allegedly. Um, and then like the doctors are like, "Oh, whoa, sorry about that." And she's like, "Oh, I see worse on my night shift on A and E." It's like a really, <laughs> I, I, it feels like a really obvious line. It's, I don't know. I don't know why. I I think this is just me. I read that and I'm like. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I'm, I mean, to be honest, there were a lot. I, there were a lot of moments where it's um, I I, I won't say chi- I don't know if this is Chibnall, but there were a lot of like tenth Doctor things that I didn't like about this episode. Like the whole like mm-hmm. I never liked the whole like no, don't do that, don't do that. I never liked that. I, I watch David find the audio of me saying I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it's one of those things where it doesn't ever feel like it ever really evolves. It's just yeah. really like a catchphrase. I've, it's, it's. I think the best place it shows up is the Agatha Christie episode, which are obviously a while away from. But um, yeah, it, it's basically the same joke as that, though, isn't it? Really, it's the exact same joke. Um, yeah. Same writer as well, to be fair. So he probably just he probably just went back into his files and was like, "Just take that out and stick it." Yeah. 
Um, but we should probably go into. So, sorry, I just real quick. Yeah, okay. I think the doctor, the 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 I've seen worse in the late night shift. I think that one. I'm willing to give it. I'm not willing because it's Gareth Roberts and he can fuck himself. But I'm willing to give that line like a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because the whole her being a doctor thing. And I actually think this is a positive. Her being mm-hmm. a doctor, stu- a medical student, comes back over and over in the episode. Not just in like ways that she can uh, actually help the plot, but like in her conversation with Shakespeare. You know, I, I feel true. like yeah, watching this episode was like it kind of shot Martha up to my, my list of like companions, you know? Like she just went kind of up with every moment of this episode. She's yeah. still not as uh, better than Bill, but I like her more now. Okay. Um, speaking of things we may like or not like, um, the gist of this one is that there's witches and well, they're not they're alien witches and they're, <laughs> um, they're using words to with the spirit to break them free because apparently when he was very sad. After his son died, uh, somehow they opened a portal up into the their dimension, whatever. Um, and then the doctor defeats them by quoting Harry Potter at them, and they get stuck into a big ball. And then Donald Pleasance's daughter shows up playing the queen, and uh, says, "I didn't know that." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Doctor, you're 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 a bad guy." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then he runs off, and the TARDIS gets shot, and they disappear. It's like, see you um, in ten years when this is explained. <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 there's a, a one there's one thing that's like hanging over this like the looming uh, specter of death, um, and that is Dean and X Kenny's performance as Shakespeare, which I think is maybe one of the worst guest performances they've had. I don't think Ooh. it's I don't think it's the worst. I just think it's very it's one nothing. of the worst. It's a it's, it's, it's a nothing sandwich. He's just like he's he's like doing he's doing something, but the thing he's doing is just very like strangely low energy and kind of go girl like, give it, us nothing. It's 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 like it's not quite Roy Chubby Brown style uh, comedy, um, but like he's like playing a playing Shakespeare as like half like a kind of body stand up. And then, like ladies' man kind of thing, and neither of them kind of work. Like, there's no, there's, there's no kind of hooked performance, which is a shame because, like, I think the other performances are like, clued into this energy that the episode has, which is kind of like a panto energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his his performance is just kind of like a lead balloon whenever he's on screen, especially at the end where he's trying to like he's trying to like schmooze up to Martha, and it's just like the most kind of uncomfortable kind of yeah, like low energy kind of thing. Yeah, his flirting with the doctor is the most like non-flirty flirty, flirting. <laughs> that line is uh, is just like he literally just said, "Is that a promise, doctor?" And the doctor's like, "Oh, oh Shakespeare, gay?" But it's like no, <laughs> it's like an exclusive gay moment, you know? Like that's that that's uh, what that was. Speak, speaking yeah. of speaking of speaking of speaking of one of the witches, hang on, I gotta check who it is. Oh no, um, it is, is it Lightyear? <laughs> it's Doomfinger. Um, is Played by uh, the actress who played Larma Darcy in the Star Wars sequel spinoff, speaking of spinoff, sequel trilogy, who is the exclusively gay character in wow. Rise of Skywalker, who's, who's girlfriend, oh his girlfriend, his girlfriend in that in that movie is, I'm pretty sure. Um, I gotta check now. I think it's Finette Robinson. I gotta check. Um, spare me for like two seconds while I scroll down in this file. 
Yeah, is Vinette Robinson, who is in 42, and who played Rosa Parks Holy and Rosa. Shit. It's all connected. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Sammy, wow. I want to... There's something you said. When you said this was the very Chibno episode, I thought you were going to say that because there is a part of this episode that feels very Chibno, and it connects to the the reason why I think that the Shakespeare performance isn't that good. And it's bec- it's the whole great man thing, uh, which Chibno loves doing that whole, like, great person. He does. Yeah. He, he loves <laughs> it a lot. And this episode felt very, like, guilty of that. And I feel like what happened is... Shakespeare is so busy being Shakespeare then he can never be a character. He's always got to be like, oh, I, I'll take that line. I'm making references like Shakespeare words. Like, I'll take that line or oh, oh my dropping constant <laughs> facts about himself, you know, which is that whole like, like, like that's not. I, and I get it. They, they're trying to make it a very like, you know, icon thing, you know, very mythical. But at the same time, the episode kind of introduces him. It's kind of s- trying to portray, oh, this is going to be more realistic Shakespeare because the first thing he says is, shut your fat mouth. But then that's like the only time he acts like Shakespeare would have acted, which is he was just a guy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll cut you off that. I will say that the the relentless horniness is like, you know, that is cool. But- yeah, I, I love horny Shakespeare. I've got this. I've got this written in my notes, double underlined, and I needed to say it at one point. I love relentlessly horny Shakespeare. Like, it, there's just like, a, a, like as flat as the character is. Granted, there is just something very funny about just taking this very, um, I guess, like this, this historical figure that has this mythos based around him. He's a very like stuffy. You know, he's the the character that you rather the author whose work you sort of stereotypically dread to read in English class mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, to have this character with this like I don't know this sort of um, mythos around him to just be just be presented as just like just some bloke who's just very horny oh, and kind yeah. of himself and I, I think that's it's interesting it's not it's not a good character but <laughs> I think it's it's kind of brave for Doctor Who to do in some ways that part I do like is just I feel like like David said I don't think it goes enough in that direction for it to be like more right. than just a thing mm-hmm. that he brings up every now and then. It, it's just the episode is so obsessed with the idea of like genius and all that and never does anything with it. I kind of wish, honestly, I think it would have been cooler and more interesting if like the reason why the Carrionites shows Shakespeare is like because he was popular. Like that's it. Like that's it. Because at the mm. end of the day, every time the the characters go like Shakespeare, he's a genius, a genius, a genius. Like I don't think. First of all, I don't think he would have said that. <laughs> I don't know Shakespeare, <laughs> or maybe I do. Uh, but it's just like all I've learned about him for the past few years is like if you walked up to him and said you're a genius, he would have been like, why? Because it, it, it's kind of like uh, I don't know, one of us going up to Michael Bay, be like Michael Bay. Oh my God, you are the the poet of all poets and all that. Because all that shit came later, you know. Like he, he's just he was just a mass entertainer, and I feel like the episode wastes so much time proverbially fellating Shakespeare <laughs> to uh, when it should have done the opposite, which is shown Shakespeare fellating. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is is like I wish it would have been more body, you know. True, mm-hmm. true. Do you, know, do you know how horny this episode almost was? How um, the scene with Martha and Ten in the bedroom. Um, 
Roberts wanted them to have Tenet being his boxers for the scene. No, why? And it was, was like, and then BBC were like, uh, absolutely no way. Why would we do that? And then he was like, okay. Um, also, wow. do you know how, how do you know, it, 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 how about genius, okay? Two things they cut from this episode. One, um, a scene where uh, actors would audition in front of uh, four judges. That's right. An X Factor oh, joke. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A, a gag where it was gonna be, it, the, they're going to be at the Globe. Which, by the way, this is the first TV show to be allowed to shoot at the Globe. Oh, was that the real um, Globe? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but they, they can only shoot at night time. There's only night shit they can do. But there was a joke where they're gonna, there's going to be like a scene at the Globe where when the play, when like the people involved in the play was going to be like, could the person with the horse please move their horse? It's oh. blocking... Yeah. Wow, that's some Shrek humor. <laughs> I mean, they almost do that with the whole like oh, sequels are never better than the original, which is like, mm, buddy, chill, chill. Gareth, first of all, fuck you. Second, I need you to chill. Oh, M- Michelle, you'd be happy to realize as well that um, apparently he did no research into Shakespeare until after the first draft was written. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Makes sense. Because I, I mean, I, I, the whole time I was thinking. Shakespeare is married. Is never no one gonna bring that up, and then they finally do bring that up. Which, in that, admittedly, I actually do think that is a funny line where she's like, "I know you have a wife in the country," and he's like, "But this is town." Which is, you know, I'll give him that. That was a funny line. Yeah, there actually are um, a few funny lines. I mean, there are. Yeah, there are. To be fair, yeah, this is the thing. I don't think it's a very weak episode plot-wise. I think it's. If this was later in the series, then we'd have more of a problem. But like, I feel like with the early episodes, it is sort of intended to be more like light and sort of like, it, right, it, you know, like, it's it's just sort of mm-hmm. a, a bit of a farce. It's a bit of something to just like get the companion mm-hmm. moving about and get people used to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there are stakes in this episode. They they bring up so they sort of wreck on the paradox thing, I guess, in a way. I mean, you know, I shouldn't be worried about retconning or whatever in Doctor <laughs> Who, but uh, maybe I'm a little salty. Um, <laughs> I do think, um, to that point of this being a lighter episode, he, he I, I think like um, this era of Doctor Who is very much concerned with making time travel fun, which I've as I've watched uh, classic Who more and more. I've noticed how very rare it is for a plot for an episode to start with like not, not rare actually how common it is for an episode to start with the doctor being like hey we're just going to visit this era, this this timeline oh, 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 we're just here to have a visit you just and how rare that is in modern who post RTD to a certain degree like mm-hmm. when was the, I I kind of feel like Chibno brought this back a little bit but my um, memory is I mean, a, my memory is hurting because the last thing I know about <laughs> this doctor who is flux so this whole time I'm like I'm trying to think past Flux. Uh, I guess the Witchfinders it opens with them being like, "Oh, let's look, have a look around this place. It might be yeah. a fun thing to look around." And then they're like, "Oh, which which hunts? Okay." Um, there's a very there's one other thing that's hanging over this that I'm still trying to make sense of, um, and that's the whole power of a name, power of words. Right, uh, that one. Angle. That is yeah. such a, like a shitty. <laughs> oh, you guys chose mathematics; they chose words. It's like, buddy, that's not. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if that's I say numbers, good. numbers don't split the atom. Is what you do with numbers <laughs> that splits the atom? That's not how numbers work. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I don't walk up to somebody and say 24 and they explode. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not how numbers work. I, I, I do enjoy the, the wording of the like the chose thing. It's a bit like that uh that quote that goes around the uh while you were chatting up girls, I was studying the blade or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I kinda like as well at the end when like they're doing the big speech that like opens up the Karenite portal that like everyone's laughing and the Karenites are also being like, That's actually quite funny. I'll I'll clap that as well. Yeah. I'll laugh onto that. That's I think the Karenite sorry, go ahead, David. No, I was going to say the Karenites are kind of like they're interesting ideas for a villain um, that kind of get hand a lot of it gets hand waved because obviously it's easier to be like okay they're witches, which is handy enough because you don't need to explain everything. But like also they're kind of just the whole their whole deal is kind of a bit too vague for me. Mm. They're really going to land. Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to first of all. I want to apologize. The future David was probably cut out of seventeen like click sounds from my microphone because uh, I'm uh, I'm clicking. I, I'm I'm doing. I'm tapping on a laptop here at work thing. So what while we talk, but I would say here's the thing. I would say to that. I think the Karenites are a hundred percent performance and zero percent plot. Uh, those three women do a fantastic job because I feel like they mm. get the assignment. You know, you got to put on that mm-hmm. makeup. And you just got to cackle. Like, I mean, come on. There's a scene where one of them goes away in a fucking broom. Like, like <laughs> yeah. The only thing that was missing is for one of them to go, I'll get you, my doctor, and your little companion, too. Like, all that was missing. And I feel like they get the assignment completely. You know? God, there, there was absolutely a draft of this script where, like, Martha goes to, like, grab a bucket of water or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, it, it just, like, they get the assi- Those actresses get the assignment where it's like, you got to play a witch. It's a show for kids. They get it. I just wish again. It's like I wish the whole show was that on that level, you know, like where it, it it's like David said. There's like a bit of a lack of balance in this episode. It, there, there is a kind of an episode of two halves in some ways. Like um, some of the character actors really like ham it up. Like that guy with the big beard that he's. You know, it, it, I, I can't like ever since I watched the confidential <laughs> episode like years ago. I can't like decouple the fact that he's got a giant pipe under that beard that's like spitting water out of his mouth. <laughs> Um, Which is a really cool effect. <laughs> yeah, it's a really yeah. cool effect. Um, they they said logistically it was quite hard to set up, but like that guy is properly going for it. That guy is like the, and this is something I've been meaning to talk about like on mic since Flux. <laughs> that guy that's uh, going against the Grand Serpent in the big hall. They're like eating like this like big <laughs> roast, and he's all like, "Oh, and hey, I'll, I'll, uh, you won't ever become the premier or whatever over my dead body." And then he like stabs. He like says the same thing like three times about like getting killed. <laughs> and then, you mean, uh, you mean, uh, how will you do that from beyond the grave? Awards? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I mean, the, the I, I forget what the specific line of the you know this guy with the big beard is, but he. Does say like if it's oh it, he, yeah he says Over if, if it's the last body. thing I yeah he's like if it's the last <laughs> thing I do sh- uh, love's labors one will never be performed or whatever yeah I mean uh, the, the the great serpent should have been this kind of actor right the great oh, really? serpent should have been like oh how how will you do that from beyond the grave I feel like that should be the line you would say when you audition to be like a Doctor Who villain you just give like alright how yeah. would you say this line and if you say it in any other way uh, way other than how will you do that from beyond the grave you, you just get rejected like thank you you're just not the person we're looking for 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to provide your own torch to sort of light under your face with. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I will say, okay, here's uh, something else I'll say about this episode. So, like like I was saying, I I think the, uh, I just said, say say three times over. I think this episode is so obsessed with, like, making Shakespeare a genius, and there are parts of it that make me go, like, like, the the psychic paper doesn't work on him. Why? Because he's smart? But like yeah. we've shown it working on smart people before, it's I, I, it's not that's not how second paper works. But also the thing at the end where he's like, "Oh yeah, I real I get it, I get that now. You're a time traveler and and you're you're an alien." And it's like, buddy, and your reaction is cool, <laughs> awesome. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Shouldn't yeah. you be making any more of a reaction from this? The whole like. You just found out that not only are there time. I, I kind of expected him to be Shakespeare to be like, yeah, I receive time travelers a lot. Like that's how I know I'm a genius. Wouldn't that be cool if like <laughs> Shakespeare reveals that he knows he's a genius because there's a lot of time travelers going to see his plays, like or something like that? It just feels like they're doing a lot of shit in this episode because it's Shakespeare, capital as Shakespeare, as opposed to like what fun things can we do with this character? Yeah. I mean, we we yeah. touched on it earlier, but they they feel very trapped in the idea of being like, oh, we have to explain the origin of everything. Here's every word from his plays that we're like either giving to him or he's giving to us, or like you know, there's a bootstrap paradox going on. They have the bit where they give him the neck brace, and then the doctor's like, oh, don't rub the back of your head, you'll go bold, which is you know a joke <laughs> line, but like in the context of the rest of the episode, it's like it's not too far fetched for them for us to feel like that's a like explanation of some kind. Um, I would almost say that's a Back to the Future reference because they quote Back to the Future. And I, I think this is, might be like... Another reason why I like Martha is because she's aware of sci-fi conventions. I do and, like that, yeah. Yeah, and you forget mm-hmm. the like... I mean, Rose does know Spock and all that, but she's not the most like... Oh, back to, like she doesn't side all, all those movies. And I feel like we only get something like this with Bill Potts. You know, Bill is the next one who does this kind of stuff where she's like... I shouldn't step on a butterfly because it'll cause time travel ripples. And then the doctor's like, then don't step on a butterfly. I don't know. <laughs> Do you that know exchange is very fun, yeah. yeah. That, 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 ex- that exact exchange more or less happens in this and in Thin Ice it like does. 10 years later. Well, actually, Thin yeah. Ice yeah, Thin Ice and this have a lot in common because both of them have scenes where the, the companion is like, I should, should I be here because I'm black? And then the doctor's like, yeah, well... You know, the past has always been more colorful than you think it, it was. You know, and, and I like that it it kind of shows like how much this show this show needs non-white people. Like, dear God, yeah, they've done the it, same scene ten years apart. You know, yeah. Um, it, it, I, this episode's execution definitely feels a lot more tone deaf when the doctor's like, "Oh well, I'm an alien and nobody cares." It's like, yeah, but you look like a white you're, guy. But you're a white guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. and having shakespeare be all over uh over martha because she's black which i feel like there's a draft of this where that goes completely into yikes territory whereas yeah. in this one they yeah. start going towards yikes territory and you can feel somebody's hand being like grabbing the wheel and turning it back into no 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 he just thinks she's beautiful that's it it's, yeah. it's not that bad 
<laughs> yeah, it, it could have come very close to the writers like patting themselves on the back, like being like, "Oh, look how racist the past was, or whatever. Look how look how self aware we are." And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the they. Yeah, it would be really, really. It would, it's like that's the thing. Like that's why I think having these episodes where you pass judgment onto past people is so complicated because this is the episode where they shout out J.K. Rowling. You know, it's like yep. We are not moral. We're not the end all be all of moral of moral uh, judgment. Which is not to say we shouldn't pass judgment. It's just a, like at a certain point you got to be careful with these things because like yeah. We're probably doing something fucked up at this moment. I, like, I mean, I in a couple of years when you guys get, well, or, or in maybe a year or so when you guys get to the Churchill episode, um, that's going to be yeah. interesting because we're, we're all re-examining uh, yeah. uh, his yeah. sort of legacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, that, that's another one where it's like, I'm, go ahead, sorry. Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, that's that, that's another one where it's especially complicated with, you know, Doctor Who's history as a British show. And then they're like, oh, let's let's bring up this this British icon or whatever. And yeah, it, it gets a bit uh, unfortunately is, nationalistic. Yeah. That's the one thing I, I'm going to be very uh, sad about that the Ship No Era actively disappointed me is uh, is is like. I feel like Demons of the Punjab was a promise they never followed up on, you know? When I saw Demons of the Punjab, I was like, is Doctor Who going to finally, like, actively deal with these subjects, with these ideas, with these things that Doctor Who doesn't have to deal with because it's a British show, and they can be like, well, you know, we're, we're not that bad or whatever that shit. But then they didn't do it, you know? Demons of the Punjab kind of just stands out as, like, the one episode where they talk about these shit. Yeah, I I remember when um, Rosa came out as well, and there was a, there was a whole conversation around because it was like the third episode of Chibnall's run, and he he made this big bold statement. He actually got like Mallory Blackman on, which was like interesting on my part, uh, from my perspective at least. Um, but uh, then I actually watched the episode a few years later, and I, I was just baffled. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> You're right. I completely <laughs> forgot. See. I just fucked myself up because I forgot about Rosa because I've erased Rosa from my brain. I... <laughs> you forgot about the the guy from the future who Space. had to stop uh, Rosa getting on the bus because it, 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 would, it, it would have a domino effect that would cancel racism. <laughs> and here we go back to the fucking great man theory. Like Rosa Parks, if Rosa Parks is stand up on a fucking bus, you don't erase Marvin Luther King. Like it's yeah. not like. Isn't she doesn't go on that bus? Marfi Luther King just gets Thanos snapped out of the universe. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's such a it just holds you back. You know, I this episode could have been really great if they didn't become so obsessed with Shakespeare being like the Shakespeare cinematic universe origin story or whatever. Like they they could have been done something really really cool and iconic, but because they don't want to because they have to do all these references to Shakespeare and all that shit. Like they get, they lose, they lose a lot of opportunity. So that's sad. It, it's not like it was a terrible idea on paper. It's like, if you were saying write a doctor who episode about Shakespeare and you know, what would the villains be? It'd be like, well, yeah, their power is words. And you know, they want to manipulate him or use him or somehow or use words against him. But, um, just the way they ultimately executed it, I don't know. Just doesn't doesn't quite connect. Doesn't quite mm -hmm. work. 
it also makes me think of uh, the eventual, because we talked a little bit about this before the episode, it also made me think about the eventual Beatles episode and what that's going to look like. Because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. happening. We, are, we agree that as soon as Paul and Ringo, you know, as soon as they unfortunately die... You mean as soon as Paul's body double dies? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. The instant the last yes. Beatle dies, it's going to be a light in the BBC offices that lights up. And Russell T. Davis is going to look at it it's like, it's time. Get the, think, Doctor, the Doctor Who Beatles episode in production. They should do mm. an episode that's around um, the E3 demonstration that Paul and Ringo went to, where where was it? Paul was like, "We're played by robots now," and they did the whole fucking um, Beatles rock band demonstration. You know, one of the most awkward. <laughs> When's the Doctor Who Bill Gates episode? <laughs> okay, here's one I thought. I think it's like, why hasn't this happened yet? How come they haven't done a Steve Jobs episode yet? You'd think uh, they would have, right? Oh, they must have done. They must have yeah. come close. Big yeah, finish as a Steve Jobs. There's, yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be like a short trip or something. Or they're, they're like writing Kablam too as we speak. <laughs> you know what's oh. crazy? That big finish um, did a, a six Steve stop. Jobs box set. No, they did a HP Lovecraft. <laughs> they did a HP Lovecraft audio like fairly recently. Oh no. Like, kind oh. of half touched on all his racism and then like backed off and did the whole like. Good man thing again, which just I mean, there's, there's a Churchill God. box set as well. Let's not, let's not forget the Churchill box that they, they the made. Churchill box set. The Churchill <laughs> box set. <laughs> they, 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 they made two volumes. They made two volumes. They made two volumes of the Churchill. I mean, look, if we're gonna do the Churchill box set. I want to see the fucking FDR box set. That's what I want to see. <laughs> FDR, and for some reason he beats. I don't know. Let's go six, eight, uh, ten, and um, Lady Christina D'Souza. All right, that's what he meets. That's the FDR box set. Go do that, Nick Briggs. Get back to me when you do that. I, I, actually, no joke. I would listen to that. I would listen to the FDR box set. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I could think of some FDR quote I could twist. All I can think of is just, uh, uh, uh all we have to fear is the Daleks. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here's a new, de- uh, uh oh, oh, Mr. Roosevelt. What about the new deal? New deal. You mean new Daleks? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's good. Really? What? I mean, <laughs> get the fucking Nixon box set. I really want the Nixon box. <laughs> release the Ni- release the Nixon tapes. That's what I say to you, Nick Franks. Fucking what the Nixon? <laughs> Please call it the Nixon tapes. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta send it to Big Finish. We gotta fucking get the Nixon tapes, man. And you know he meets four and ten because of course. Of course, yeah. It's on the tapes. Doctor, yeah. welcome to the White House. <laughs> oh, Lord. Fucking oh. please, Nick Briggs. Oh, man. Um, if there's anything else to discuss, we move on to something else. I, I think uh, I think that's everything. <laughs> um, uh, I would I just like to acknowledge the Fredonia line. Um which is, uh, mm. Fridonia is the, to those who don't know, it is the fake country from uh, Duck Soup, which is a great movie. So, actually, where's the Mar- Marx Brothers uh, <laughs> box set? Let's oh, get the Marx on. Brothers box set. 
Actually, I, I, no joke. There should be like an old 30s comedian showing up in a Doctor Who episode. That would actually be really fucking good. That would be so cool, yeah, if it was like, or it was like Buster Keaton or something. Let's do, yeah, let's remake do like Vincent and the Doctor with like Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton, yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if I can, oh, I don't know how he speaks. I don't know if I can have this house full on me another time, Doctor. <laughs> um, I, I looked up uh, Mark's brother's Doctor Who. Um, Harpo Marx was an individual who physically resembled the fourth Doctor. The Doctor was once called a reject from the Harpo Marx look-like contest by Stephen Fontaine. Wait, uh, you're actually, <laughs> oh, hold on a second. When you said that, I was like, you're joking. But now that I'm thinking about it, he does look like, Tom Baker does look like <laughs> Harpo Marx in a certain way. <laughs> Holy shit. The power, the power of words. <laughs> Holy, the power of words. <laughs> uh, okay, John, we, will we play the Battles in Time Let's. thing? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, as you remember from last week, the rules are I will give you two. Give you two cards each from Battles in Time sent around this episode, and um, you have to guess whose stat on whatever given thing is higher. Um, I'll explain it properly in due course. Um, so, I got, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen cards from the Shakespeare Code at my disposal. Um. So let's just see. Okay, Michelle. Yes, you can go first because Sam, you even played it. Um. So the two cards I'm giving you are, um. There's Peter Street played by the guy who played Superhands in Peep Show. He's the architect who uh who goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And the other card I'm giving you is um one of my favorite characters in this episode. That is. Will Kemp, who's the actor who has who's a kind of um, the Bob haircut, um, he's one of the two guys who are messing around on yeah. stage. And they, yeah. Um, so, who do you think has the higher stamina uh, stat? Do you think it's Peter Street or Will Kemp? Will Kemp, actual person, Will Kemp. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. Peter Street has. 2600 will campus 3000 absolutely shit there fuck there you go fucking <laughs> yeah will camp is the best okay um sam you have um one of our our all-time great uh character actors mother doomfinger oh lord um and one of our all-time great character actors mother blood tide <laughs> Okay. Um, to uh, Mother Doomfinger is actually a shiny card. I don't know why, and Mother Bloodtide isn't. Um, who has the higher intelligence stat? Oh God, Doomfinger or Bloodtide? Uh, probably Bloodtide. Uh, Bloodtide has seventy-seven hundred. Well, seven thousand. you were just going to say seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas Mother Doomfinger has seven thousand eight hundred. So you oh, are incorrect. Okay. Uh, I think it's because she's a shiny card. Um, Michelle, yes. back to you. Uh, you have Lilith, played by someone who is in Jupiter Ascending, as far as I know, which is an interesting movie. Um, and she's going up against uh, Queen Elizabeth. So you have Lilith and Queen Elizabeth. Who has the higher fear factor, Lilith or Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. Lilith has 3,400. Queen Elizabeth has 4,800. You're correct. 
I know um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these margins are so thin. I know. Um, okay, Sam, I'm giving you a bit of a curveball here. You have William Shakespeare, played by uh, Dean Lax Kelly himself. And you also have William Shakespeare brackets under Karen influence. <laughs> now, the- <laughs> when he's giving that dead stare and he's like, just like, and they're jiggling the puppet. Great. Okay, cool. Um, I want to send a picture of the card in after this because the card for under Karen influence is one of the, like, the most like, deviant, dark, kind of like fan art things or something. Like sure. Um, okay. Who has, and this is a bit of a cheat now because. Um, it's the same person. <laughs> Yeah, you'll quickly see if they did a, a very quick copy and paste on, on half of these. Who has the higher special ability, under Karen influence or vanilla Shakespeare? Um, I guess the one under Karen influence. Yeah, yeah, go under Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so under Karen has six thousand eight hundred. Norma William Shakespeare has 5,500. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> what even okay, is special just, ability? Just being able to delineate uh, words? Oh. No, no, I'm going to send the photo in before I continue because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's real uh, like wife guy energy there. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, Michelle, this is your last this is your last question. So the two for you are uh Wiggins, who mm-hmm. is the guy in the cold o- the guy in the cold open who is playing as Lou uh-huh. and he gets he gets yeah. And uh Shakespearean actor who also has the most kind of he's just called Shakespearean actor. He's got a very Shakespearean actor photo, which I'll send in after this as well. Um who has the higher uh, agility stat of the two, Wiggins or Shakespearean actor? Shakespearean actor because Wiggins dies. You, you think the uh, thing, it's um, Wiggins has 3,700, 3, Shakespearean actor has 3,800. It's only 100. <gasps> wow. <between> these. <laughs> <laughs> Need these in, why? Hang on, I'm going to send that in. Um, okay, finally, we have. Uh, okay, so our last matchup for you, Sam. There is Lindley, who is the guy with the beard who drowns mm-hmm. on Dreyland. Um, um, and Bedlam Jailer. Uh, All right. Card description, card description reads: This tough and gruff man looked after hundreds of people who were sent to Bedlam because they lost their minds. Is looked um, after in like air quotes? <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> Now my question to you is, okay, so you, okay, I'm trying to pick one out now. <laughs> Who has the higher uh, agility, Lindley or Bedlam Jailer? Lindley, surely. Lindley's agility is two thousand three hundred. Bedlam Jailer is three thousand seven hundred. Oh my I have god. No idea how they- <laughs> How they, how they calculate the, the difference there. But anyway, so Michelle, you won that round. I can't remember who won last time because we recorded like two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so uh, next time. 
I lied to you. Because I liked it. I could pretend. Just for a bit, I could imagine they were still alive. Underneath a burnt orange sky. I'm not just a time lord. I'm the last of the time lords. Tracer Bow was wrong, there's no one else. What happened? There was a war. A time war. The last great time war. My people fought a race called the Daleks for the sake of all creation. And they lost. They lost. Everyone lost. They're all gone now. My family. My friend, even that sky. Oh, you should have seen it, that old planet. The second sun would rise in the south and the mountains would shine. The leaves on the trees were silver. When they caught the light every morning, it looked like a forest on fire. When the autumn came, breathe. Blow through the branch of the sun like a song. Um, I have a beep, question beep. for you, Mister. Beep beep. Question. Yeah. Beep beep. beep. Um, snap snap. Cause. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a couple of things. I want you to tell me the truth, okay? Yes. Because I need I need to know. So I'm I'm gonna get into wider areas of of pop culture because I'm about to go on trial the Hague for crimes of my own my own making. Um, and I heard that if you if you brush up on things, it might help you out. So I was wondering if you could brush up on like maybe like you know law, say like someone who like investigates people who break the law, often in like kind of disguises or whatever. So like it's really in depth law. Um, awards. I heard that they award your freedom and your innocence if you if you don't get found guilty at the at the Hague. Um, maybe as well. You know, there's unexplained things that happen in life, like going to the Hague. Um, that might be kind of paranormal or kind of. I, I guess you'd call them like say like if they were if you were like burning files somewhere and they you do have like X files that you used to have. Um, and also, say like like you like analyzing metals because you were going to the Hague for uh, helping out in Macaulay's uh, expert heist in movie Heat, but in real life. Um, if you want to hear, and maybe as well, if you want to hear about like the latest games for the DS and stuff, where would you go to find anything like that? online well david you go straight to hell uh but also (laughs) to friendlymush.com that's friendly as in your friend and mush as in m-u-s-h i can't think of a thing Uh, so that's friendlymush.com and you can find podcasts all about those topics david mentioned you can find podcasts about uh scooby-doo x-files award shows from an alchemist 
and so much more. You can check that out. So go mm-hmm. there. Go to friendlymush.com um, or perish. W- Will Mush Shakespeare. Um, I don't know. Uh, Sam, do you want to plug anything before we skedaddle out of here on our brooms? Um, nothing too big. Just uh, I'm on Twitter at Sammy underscore Crow. Uh, I, I get very outspoken sometimes, so it's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who else was uh, outspoken? Uh, William Shakespeare. Truly a genius. Uh, Shakespeare. Truly a That's Do you think William Shakespeare mad Richard Nixon? Oh, definitely. You know, You'll find that Christopher, Christopher, Lloyd, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd destroying the Man- Christopher Lloyd destroying the Mandalorian series, series three, and I'm wondering whoa, how long it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Really? Yeah, he's playing Nixon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I'm wondering how long it is until like Christopher Lloyd joins Doctor Who and something. We gotta make that happen, right? That needs to happen before <laughs> he goes. This is not a bit. Like, actually, it needs to happen. I really, I got because because it's like out of all American actors to that I want to see in Doctor Who, he's on top of the list. Well, he was almost a master in the TV movie, yeah. And then, mm. oh, then fuck. No, there, was, um, there, there was a really good uh, thread I saw on Reddit where someone um, put them in a, a fan cast for the Twelfth Doctor. I thought that that was really cool, actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Lloyd as a twelfth Doctor would be. I, I think it incredible. really works. It the timelines line up. Um, it's the kind of role he got at this point in his career. Yeah. Um. God. <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald Brian Glover Cranston. is the eleventh Doctor. <laughs> Brian Cranston is a, as a twelfth Doctor actually, and then um, Dick Van Dyke is the first Doctor, and uh, Robin Williams is as a seventh Doctor, and um. <sighs> Kyle McLaughlin. Oh my! A, I can't a, do this. I can't. It's, it, I, I, somebody <laughs> send me that one. Actually. Somebody send me the, the Kyle McLaughlin one, and I just want to be like, "What in the world? <sighs> why would he was? Why would he do it though? Like, <laughs> you're saying like, well, he wasn't Twin Peaks at a time. Like, that's why he wouldn't do it because he wasn't Twin Peaks. You genius. We 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 did this for two hours. We did it for two, two hours. Go listen to that. Yeah, please yeah. listen to that podcast. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's about it. Lock the gates again. Uh, be sure to listen to our wrap up where we have a special guest who is involved in the show. Um, we've been talking to their people a lot recently, and they're saying that it'll happen. Um, Michelle, I know you've been excited about it as well. So you know, it'll be it'll be it'll be really exciting to to finally talk to that person and yeah. um. Get their thoughts on being, I'll drop this hint now, um, being a very flowery companion in Doctor Who, if you know what I mean. Um, this is not a joke. It's not a bit. Um, off the gates. Uh, forsooth. Uh, rage winds blow, crack rage winds. Um, to be or not to be, that is the end. Goodbye. Wait, 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 before you go. Oh, I deleted the rhyme I came up with. Fuck. (laughs) The power of words. The power of words.